Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Thank you so much, Pastor Brian, and thanks for leading us in worship. What a powerful experience in the presence of God. There is absolutely no limit to what God can do with a life that is totally surrendered to Him. Great time of worship. Well, welcome my friends once again and uh, excited to share God's Word with you. Let's pray and dive into it. Now, Father, I ask you to anoint your Word and I pray that it will inspire us to dream your dream, God. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Last week was an amazing weekend. We got to really look back and celebrate and hear the things that God has done in the past six months, but also the past number of years. So we were thanking God for yesterday. Today, I want to look ahead because God is not done yet. There is so much that God wants to do. And here is our conviction. Here is my conviction. Yesterday was amazing, but you know what? The best is yet to come. And I'm going to share with you some things that we look forward to as we're total. We live in a world today that is absolutely disrupted, such that when you think about the future and Hope for the best. People are like, really? With what's going on, you still think that the best is ahead? Some people think that our best days are behind us because of the disruption we have experienced. Well, let me tell you a story in the Bible where the children of Israel experienced massive disruption. In fact, they were taken captive out of their land and they were in Babylon in exile. And when you were disrupted, like they were physically disrupted, emotionally, socially disrupted, economically disrupted, like we are experiencing today, you can begin to think that your best days are behind you. And the children of Israel were thinking that way. So what did they do? They stopped dreaming. They really gave up on life. And in Jeremiah chapter 29, Through the prophet Jeremiah, God writes to them. He speaks to them and he says to them, Hey, people, even in the middle of disruption, don't stop dreaming. Keep living. He says to them, give your children in marriage because they were holding back. He says, build houses, increase in number. He says, till the land, keep on working. And God says to them that this is why in Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, and their plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and the future. What was God saying? In the middle of disruption, I still have a plan. Keep going. That's very true for us, Watoto family. God still has great plans for us for the future. We have vision. We have a dream. What is vision? 
vision, simply put, and there are many uh, definitions, but simply put, vision is God's view of the future. That's what vision is. Right here, the portion we just read in Jeremiah, people actually came and were giving false prophecies to the children of Israel, and that's why they had given up. But God comes to them and says, I alone have a plan for you. There's a plan for a future that is filled with hope. Vision is God's view of the future. It's not man's view of the future. It's God's view. And the way we receive vision is through revelation. In fact, where there is no vision or where there is no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. The moment we don't hear what God is saying about the future, then we don't have vision. God-given vision comes by revelation. And let me tell you something about God-given vision. Just five simple things. And this is so different from man-given vision. God-given vision is always bigger and better than you can ever imagine or think. Secondly, God-given vision is impossible without God. Thirdly, God-given vision requires patience. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3 says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. It requires patience. But the fourth one that is very important is that God-given vision is always about people. God is always thinking about his people. It's never about a single person. It's always about God's people. And finally, God-given vision is specific. God has a vision for your life, a specific vision for your life. God has a specific vision for Watoto, and I'm going to talk about it. For nations, for continents, God has a specific vision for them. You know, in the Bible, Noah built an ark and God gave him a picture of what that looked like. It was the first time something like that was being built on planet Earth and God gave him the exact specifications of what it needed to look like. That's God. He gives us vision and he's very specific. For Watoto, it is captured in our vision statement. We are an English-speaking, cell-based community church, celebrating Christ, growing and multiplying as each one reaches one, touching those around us with the love of Jesus, bringing healing to the cities and the nations. That is very specific for Watoto. And we are passionate about it. It gives us focus. We pursue it. And so as I speak about the future that God has for us, I'm going to just extract some things from our vision and what we are doing and what we look forward to so that you, my friend, together we can join in and say, hey, let's pursue the best that God has for us that's ahead of us. So let me talk about growing and multiplying. We are so thankful today that what began almost 40 years ago with 75 people in a small room at the Grand Imperial Hotel, the very first Watoro Church service, it was KPC then, has grown to date and multiplied to 15 locations. 
And by the way, those of you in Jinja, thank you for being so excited about the vision because that's our latest. In Jinja, you're in small groups, over 20 small groups there. People are already getting excited even before we start our gatherings in the campuses. So when it comes to growing and multiplying, God has given us a mandate to be in cities and the nations. And we're going to keep doing that. Our dream is that by 2040, we'll have planted about 36 locations that will be hosting God's people. Wherever he calls, we will go. We are uh, almost halfway there and we're going to keep pursuing that. Some of our campuses meet in temporary uh, places in tents. Some are in rented premises. We are trusting God to build. We're going to build. We're building in, uh, in Bueo Guerrero right now. The, build, the walls are already up and we thank God they've been meeting in a tent. We're going to build wherever we have other tents. And there are some of our campuses that meet in rented premises. We're trusting God for property. We are believing because the best is ahead. We're trusting God for that. So when it comes to growing and multiplying, we're going to grow our locations in the cities as God opens up. I talked about we're a cell-based community church. Small groups are a key part of what we do. You know, we have large numbers of people that come to Watoto, but we really do life together in small groups, cell families. Here's our dream, that every single one who says Watoto is my church will be in a small group. In fact, we look to the day when there will be more people in small groups than come to our locations. That's our dream. And that's why we keep encouraging you. Be a part of a small group. When we experienced the disruption due to COVID, you know what the enemy meant for bad? God turned it around for good. We began to do church online and on air. And I tell you, the stories are countless of how people's lives have been impacted. Some people never knew what Toto Church existed. And today they watch our services. They feel a part of what Toto Church online and on air. The digital revolution is here, my friend. And as Watoto Church, we are going to leverage this digital revolution for the sake of discipling people, reaching people with the love of Jesus. So not only are we going to do online services, we want to strengthen our digital outreach. And we're working behind the scenes because we want to reach people with the love of Jesus. So, that's part of our growing and multiplying. Let me talk about one more, and that is outreach. There was a video that went viral recently, and it was of a, a, a local musician here in, in Kampala in Uganda who was in a school, and she was dressed seductively, and she was dancing seductively in front of teenage boys and girls who had gone for school. And it's called entertainment. That's not entertainment. That is spoiling our teenagers. As Watoto Church, we're committed to fighting for the children and youth of our nation. We're committed to fighting for the next generation. We always want to be a church that focuses on the children and the youth. And so one of the areas we are just going to ramp up, we've been doing some things there, but we're going to even strengthen it more, is reaching our children and youth. We're going to be in schools. 
We cannot let our young people be robbed of their future by some of this stuff that's put in front of them. By the way, what we saw on that video is just uh, a little bit of the behind the scenes of strategies to try and capture the thinking of our young people. We're going to fight for the youth and the children of our nation. We've already, as Watoto Church, uh, in the process of purchasing equipment for all our locations, which will be used at the campus, but during the week, we want to be in schools. We're determined to do that. Universities, we are coming. God has a plan for Uganda, and the young people are a very big part of that plan. We're going to keep doing that with everything we've got. Let me stop there on that path. Let me talk about caring for community. Touching those around us with the love of Jesus. Next week, we're going to have our Watoro Sunday. And it is focused particularly on caring for the vulnerable children and orphans. And you're going to hear more of what we're doing there and the plans that are out there. So I'm not going to spend time on that. And also, uh, we will talk a little bit about what we're doing to restore dignity to vulnerable women. We will talk about that next week. But let me touch an area of touching those around us uh, with the love of Jesus. Through our small groups, we want to revamp our seed projects. These are small acts of love to care for the needs in the community. We're not going to wait for somebody to come and help us in our communities. There are things that we can do in our communities as cells, mobilizing the community to meet practical needs, to make our communities livable again. I've seen it in my own small group. We mobilized the, church, the, the community to come together to start. It was initially, let's do a big cleanup on a weekend and clear up uh, the drainages so that water can flow easily. It started that way. And the community got excited, says we can do more. And said, why don't we form groups through WhatsApp and doing technology and begin to monitor and care for each other so that the security of our community is better. It started as a seed project. It has grown into a big community care event. Where we, not even event, lifestyle. And every now and then, should something happen in the community, we get to know. Do you know how it began? Small groups saying, let's pay attention to a need and make it a need that the community owns and solves. We want to revitalize all of those. So small groups, care for the community, find a poor family, care for them. That's what we want to do. So we are going to continue revitalizing what we're doing, small groups through seed projects. Amazing. Amazing. So when it comes to care for community, next week we'll talk a little bit more. Now let me just talk about the area of bringing healing to the cities and the nations. What do we mean when we talk about bringing healing? This is about transformation. Jesus said, his people, the church, we are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Meaning that as believers, we need to be impacting the community we are in. 
As Watoro Church, we don't just gather within the four walls. We love to come together. We love to celebrate. We love to sing. But we are a community-based church. We think about the city. We think about the affairs of the nation. And we, we, we know that God has given us a special place as the church to influence the matters of our city and our nation. And we are committed to that. How does God influence a city and a nation? It has always been the same strategy. Wherever there is pain, God will call people, his people, to meet that need. And God is calling us as Watoto. Watoto church members to be engaged in transforming the affairs of the city. Here's what we see when we see people that come to Watoto. Here's what we see. We don't see you just as members of Watoto church. We see you as godly transformational leaders, agents of change. And so we have designed various equipped streams to help you become that leader that will impact society. Whether you're a politician, a business person, a teacher, a doctor, it doesn't matter, a musician, we have designed these programs and we're saying, hey, how can we prepare Watoro Church members for community transformation? So right now, we're in a process of reviewing and reinventing the way we do our equip streams. Don't you dare miss any of them because they are about bringing out your greatest potential. So we prepare leaders who will bring healing to the cities and the nations. The other thing that we are going to really focus on very, very intentionally is the marketplace ministry. Because that's where the majority of us are going to have our greatest influence. Right in the marketplace. We've begun some things we're doing with the marketplace and we've slowed down a little bit, but we're praying that God will give us the right leader there. Because the moment we touch the marketplace, we're going to really see transformation in our city. We've seen it here in Kampala. I mean, the year 2010 spoke of a new breath to the city of Kampala when a godly woman became the first executive director of the city. The city transformed totally. Roads were being built. Flower gardens began to come up in this city. We experienced something we had never seen through one leader. That's what we believe. For you, Watoro Church members, wherever you are, you can bring transformation. We committed to that. Let me talk about one other initiative and then I begin to conclude the message today. One thing that God has impressed on our hearts that is really vital when it comes to preparing people, especially young people, for the call of God on their lives is education. And the education in our nation has a lot of work to be done. It's a pain point. As Watoto, we feel that God is calling us to begin venturing in the area of education. We've been doing some already, but we want to take it to a whole new level. I mean, we, we're thinking right now, we have schools, by the way, in our Watoto homes, 
and we are re-strategizing the kind of curriculum, the approach of preparing our young people to be godly transformational leaders, and we are changing things around. And recently we said, let's try and start a school in one of our locations, and we did at Ntinda, especially targeting the children, the preteens. And I want to tell you today, it's not even two years gone. We are full. There's already a waiting list. It just shows the need is great. We want to build schools in all our campuses so we can begin to prepare those leaders, our children, right through a nursery school and primary. And even through university, we have wonderful partners called One Hope. And together, we've been thinking, how do we reinvent higher education? Because, you know, education is no longer restricted to just buildings. Education is now virtual online. You can access all of that. And we've been uh, testing out something through what we call Christian halls, and we're already seeing results. How do we approach higher education in a different way to prepare and grow godly transformational leaders? We're doing that. And we're going to continue doing that. We'll be sharing with you more some of the, what these initiatives are birthing because we're committed to the transformation and the healing of our cities and nations. Technical school has become a big deal today. And many people are talking about how we have a lot of graduates that don't have practical skills. That's an area of pain. We want to build, and we already have some work beginning there. We want Aswatoto to have a model technical institute, Hope Technical Institute. And work is going behind the scenes. And we know you're going to bring your children so they can learn how to be great carpenters. They're going to learn how to be the best fashion designers or the best cooks or the best builders. We want to do that. Education is such a huge opportunity. Up in Gulu, we're building an agricultural college that's going to produce the finest agricultural students and, and agriculturists in this nation. So education is a big part of our future that we are investing in. We are doing our very best in. I don't even have time to talk about the area of creative. <laughs> Lots of conversations around starting a Watoro Creative College. There's so much we want to do, and I just don't have time to share it. And so for us as Watoro, yesterday was great, but the best is yet to come. There is so much God wants to do. So we look ahead, with hope. We look ahead with passion. We have vision. God has given us a clear view of what he wants us to accomplish. How is this future going to be possible? This is three things that I'm going to leave with you of how any future can be possible. These three things must be there. Faith. You must have faith. Hebrews 11, 1 and 2 says, To have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for and to be certain of the things we cannot see. It was by their faith that the people of ancient times won God's approval. So we got to be people of faith, believing for the best. Secondly, faithfulness. We got to put in the hard work. We got to put in everything we've got. Psalm 18 and verse 25 says to the faithful, God shows himself faithful. Finally, is finances. Finances. And I want to thank you, Watoto family, for being generous. You give. You give generously 
to help us do the things that we've done. When we were celebrating last week, it was pretty much celebrating the fruit of your generosity. But there is so much more. And I want to encourage you to continue to be generous with your tithes and your offerings, with the Build God's House. And in, in end of October, we're going to have our miracle offering, our missions offering, when we come and give a big offering for the sake of advancing God's kingdom. Begin to prepare now. Next week, we'll be talking about sponsorships. By the way, next week, we're going to take a big offering so we can continue to rescue the most vulnerable children, raise them to be leaders that would rebuild a nation. So next week, come ready to be generous as we see uh, Watoro Child Care Ministries continue to rescue vulnerable children. Now, I, I wish I had enough time to tell you about the tithes and offerings, but I don't. We'll be talking about this in the weeks that lie ahead. But right now, I want to bring it to a close. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watertochurch.com. Hey, hey.